Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on. Keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Time now for the Sunday Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville, ESPN 680 and 105.7. So you and Mike DeCourcy talked about this on your latest podcast, and that's that Louisville's non-conference schedule did not really do them any favors. When it's one of the worst non-conference schedules in the country, you know, Texas and Indiana seem to be the only Power 5 teams that they've really played to this point before Kentucky. So for those that didn't have a chance to catch that, why do you guys believe that the non-conference schedule, which on paper, again, is not one of the best in the country, why did that not do Louisville any favors? Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> First of all, we put it out there. I love it so Zach, much. that was your moment. That was great. Good job, Zach EC. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to snap at you like you had a shot collar. I wanted Nick to hear you in your finest moment right there. There we go. Apologies. I wasn't, CL said thanks for listening to the podcast. I wasn't trying to throw, like, I, boy, I felt like I was doing a, a, a kennel class for Zach EC in a well, shot collar right there. <laughs> I, I'm over here snapping and throwing stuff at the glass because I want Kern to hear your shining moment. Yeah, poor CL Brown, if he backed up anymore, he would have fell out of the ring like Rumble in the Jungle. You know what? I'm I have his an, feet to the fire. Let's go, man. I, I, I have an idea. And I, I said this to Strebel, too, and welcome in Sunday morning hangover. Good to see you, Nick. Fresh hey, back from Connecticut. Yeah, we're back. You look good. You look like a get back coach today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was out there doing some recruiting. I don't, I don't wear jeans very often. No, but we could see uh, the stadium all aglow in red as we were landing last night. Oh, nice. Back. So they must have had some recruits on campus. I think Top they did. Although the, the commits just keep on coming, right? I mean, it's pretty wild what they're doing in the transfer portal right now. It's just another one, another one, another one, another one, another one. You can't even another keep up. Another one. DJ yeah. Khaled. Yeah, another well, one. So, Zachy C. A little cliche, but. Zachy C. It was just in his element. And, and I have an idea, and we did this with Jack Grossman. And Jack Grossman, now part of the Field of 68 stuff, he's getting the hits with Jeff Goodman. He's getting leaves. He, he was in Catlanta last he, he night. He was. Well, I, I mean, would, he lives in Catlanta, but he was watching. He was at the Champions Classic last night. Battle of the Blue Bloods. Jalen Withers uh, sighting, by the way, down there. Did yeah. he or did he not give an L's down? That's oh, the he topic. Sure did. Well, I mean, but it looks like an L's. Was that his intention? I, I think it's like a lot of. I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I watched the game, but it was last night after it happened. So landed from Connecticut. We landed at uh, a little before six. Oh and, man, uh, that's a good. That's a nice little trip right there. That's yeah, a get back was, same day. Well, you went up the game. night before. It was an early game. I'm it was assuming. A noon game. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Still, I mean, it's a charter, so Shout you just get right on the plane and you go. But um, so we got back at a little before six and uh, straight in the car to go to the 
Oxmore Mall to see Santa, and then finally got home later and got Eliza to bed, and then got to watch the game. So I was, I was fast forwarding, you know, through a lot of the dead time. Oh so yeah, the condi- that's a I condensed missed, game. If I might have missed the L's down. Well, it's circulating on Twitter. I think okay. Louie retweeted it. But a fun okay. man, great get- day of college basketball for the Blue Bloods. Man, you got Indiana and Kansas. Yeah, that was a fun game. You had uh, Kentucky and Carolina. I guarantee Nick didn't watch. Arizona Purdue because it was only on Peacock. I did not watch Arizona Purdue. We were, um, well, what time did that tip? Was that two thirty? Yeah, four thirty. Yeah, yeah. So you we were, were in the air. we were in transit for much of that. I, I got updates when we landed. Um, so no, I did not watch any of that. Watched a lot of Creighton Alabama last night. That was yeah. very entertaining. Um, yeah, Kentucky North Carolina. We'll get into that. It was a lot of fun. High level game there. We can talk about the U of L women in UConn. We'll certainly get into that. Um, the U of L men back in action today against Pepperdine, two oh o'clock. Here at over on ninety three nine, the Ville coverage starting at twelve thirty, and um, toy drive today. If you're headed down Kyle Keurig's toy drive, maybe an incentive to show up. Yeah, only a couple more days down at Barrels by the Bridge too before they new move to their That's new right. location. So if you want to do that, be sure to stop down there. Saturday, what? I believe. Is like yeah, yeah, we got a couple days, so be sure to stop by and see our buddy George Timorenko. Not moving far, just about a block away, so it'll just be Barrels on Market. So good for them on that. But no, what I want to do is Zachy scene. We did this with Jack Grossman. It was great for his career and his brand, and it was I love great that. Great for his career slash brand. Easy. I say that tongue. Firmly in cheek. Hey, he's on the Field of 68 podcast with Jeff Goodman and, and Fanta and all those guys. But, Zach, you see, by the way, I love that uh, Gandolfo and kind of, and it's more so Gandolfo calls you Big Z. <laughs> I, like I like that, that a lot. I like, yeah, it. shout out a Cavs legend right there That's or right. Big Z for uh, Kentucky. Yeah. But I lo- it warmed my heart when he called you that last night. But what we used to do for Jack Grossman, and I think there's an avenue where, and I don't mean this in a bad way. You have a very boy. This is going to sound like a yeah, but and a compliment sandwich. No, just just bring it. The just. lack of self awareness is going to help you in, in oh. a lot of ways, and I mean that in a, in, in a great way. That's you need to have thick skin, which I know you do have. Okay, elaborate. Okay, I want you to go to some of these press conferences and just ask like the toughest questions, like Tim uh. Sullivan or C. L. Brown. They they do a nice job of. Say this for the mixed state, massaging the question. They make it a, the, the soft landing. Like Eric Crawford, you could tell he was a little uncomfortable. I love EC, but asking a question about Kenny Payne's job security and everything. He, I would say Tim Sullivan doesn't do the soft landing quite as much. I don't think he cares. I, I don't know, man. With this, this I haven't seen maybe, his video KP maybe stuff. Maybe now, but... Yeah, when I he mean, was with the CJ Tim Sullivan. I think there's an avenue there, and I don't mean that... I, I don't want that to come across as a slight, because I think and I think you're taking it as a slight. I don't want you to take no. it as... I think you will do that, and I think it will be great for your brand. I'll ask the hard-hitting question. I, think, I don't care. I think the self-awareness might be the wrong term. Maybe um, you you don't really care the what people of, think. The lack of giving a you know what. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's, that's a better maybe boy, I needed the soft landing apparently. No, that. that's what I that's what I think. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think that could work really well. But I think you need a a, a da- you need a little drip of the lack of self awareness to just say, eh, I'm good. Like I don't yeah. care. That's yeah. good. It's like you, you got you're a goldfish, like Ted Lasso said. Yes. Be a goldfish. You don't care about the last fifteen seconds, what just happened. Look, be I'm, a goldfish. Like I, you mentioned earlier, I'm a friend of Mike Vrabel. He's a great coach, great guy. I would ask him about his job security if, you know, the Titans don't Turn their season around. I Boy, would do you, that. Did you pick well, up that humble brag right I there? I did. I certainly heard that. Hey, you got to do it. You got to put that in every there. I'm going to see. 
Well, he hates Jared Stillman. But uh, there's, I, I, that. I, I think there's a have way. You seen, I, have you seen the things that Stillman's tweet? I mean, the feeling, I don't know, at least as a coach, seems to be mutual. Oh, yeah. No, Stillman yeah. hates him. But, yeah, he calls Stillman out at his press conferences a lot. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is great. Again, great, great for, for brand. Stillman's brand. Right. Like, so let's brainstorm. We got some ideas where Zach E.C. Big Z. I'm going to start calling up that. I like that a lot. Big I, Z. Big Z. Whatever that, put the three big Z's up uh, together. All right, quick show rundown. We'll talk about the KP stuff at some time. The Battle of the Blue Bloods. Great day of college hoops yesterday, uh, as well as three NFL games. I was all thrown off because of yeah. the Saturday night game. Now, those, Saturday games. Yeah. Those I did not see a what single a, second What of. a great game in the Bengals-Vikings game. That was just two guys in the backyard throwing balls across the middle. and you know, Big win for the Bengals. They, they don't care. Yeah, Jake Browning's turning into a legend and uh, – my, my guy with, Gardner Minshew turned yeah, the Colts around. With all due oh. respect, no one's tuning in to talk to yes. talk about the NFL. So. But but no, a great day of that. Uh, so you were up in Connecticut, the Battle of the Blue Bloods. We had Jack Grossman there. Our buddy Drew Brown was there, getting some great shots of that. So that was some good stuff there. Great. I mean, I was just watching Indiana, and it made me sad for if, to make it hyper local in the fishbowl. Here, we'll give updates uh, from everything. There's no news on any of the KP stuff. I'm already seeing some texts of the personal bat phone. Is he gone yet? And things like that. No, nothing's happened. Uh, the only report I've seen is from Jeff Goodman that put something out, I believe, on f- Thursday or Friday. I can't well, remember. There, there was Jeff Goodman that said uh, Josh Hurd was reportedly meeting with players and that was leaning toward making a change fairly soon, I think was the wording that Jeff Goodman used. There was also, I don't know if you call it a report, uh, but... Bozich? No, Trilly Donovan. Oh, boy. On uh, Trilly Burn- Donovan doesn't d- delete his likes or his tweets, so... On, okay, oh, wow. Yeah, there, there's That's another example. Really uh, Look, I'm telling you. No, like, listen. A, we're, we're building the ego. By the way, he slid in, and I don't think it was him. It was James Black who did it, but... Dave's in the uh, opening of the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife sure postgame show. Yeah, that's, sure is. The brand's growing, man. Uh, but uh, I didn't put it in there, by the way. That was James. Uh, great work from James. It's good for you. Uh, but I, I think... What's the website? Burner Ball, I think. Dude, the dude's like... I, I talked to Ty, Ty Spaulding I, about I, this a bit. He's... He's told me what he's gathered without knowing who the individual is. He is either in the agency world, but connected. He's pretty, I mean, he seems to be connected. Yeah, so uh, but, he's putting but, some reports out there. But there was, st- I don't know if we want to talk about that stuff here. Yeah, but why not? We'll do it here. I'll, I'll read it to you. You can read it. Uh, so this was, uh, what, this was about the four o'clock hour Friday. You yeah. texted me and my phone started blowing up with this. Yeah. Um, off burner ball. So he put out a, a GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call it, of that's all folks from Charlie Donovan. Yeah. Uh, with the Louisville, with the Looney Tudes thing. After and, the lost Arkansas. Correct. Uh, because, well, because it is. I can say with near certainty that there will be a coaching change at Louisville, but it's been a lot, a bit of a headache to kneel down when. A few local sources told me it could change, uh, a change could be made in the next 48 hours. Let me back up and pause real quick. We had Ty Spalding on the roundtable uh, on Thursday. It's, this week's been a blur. Apologies. And he, Ty brought up a really good point. I guess the administrative offices that um, they were going on break Friday at 5 o'clock for the holiday. So yeah. if anything was going to get done, it needed to be done by Friday, well, 5 o'clock, in terms of just like I don't board of so. trustees and things yeah, like that? I don't think. Um, I I think they could probably meet virtually. I, I, I've i got... COVID, yes. Remember those days? Yeah, I've got 
um, a thought. But continue. okay, so then he also put out, and then it gets a little spicy because then uh, I, I believe who was it? Uh, Travis Branham put out that Carter Knox, a top fourteen recruit, was going to be there. To which we'll be back up again. So this is the crazy flow chart. I was texting with Jack Grossman and James Strebel in a group chat. Jack and uh, our buddy Cam Drummond, Lexington Herald leader, were at the OTE where Carter Knox was playing. Just said, out of curiosity, any Louisville assistance there? Because that was what Rick Bozich put out about they back to recruiting. And look, I mean, there's it's a big country. They could be recruiting elsewhere, perhaps. But uh, he said, no, all he saw was UNC and uh, Car- no, yeah, UNC and Carolina coaches there, which makes sense because Atlanta, the game. Oh, sure. Yeah, they were there. So I guess Kentucky was there, too. But uh, Jeff Goodman said that the reasons for the delay are varied. According to Jeff Goodman, Louisville Athletic Director Josh Hurd spent yesterday meeting with players to discuss the future of the program. And there's also the official visit from Carter Knox on the docket this weekend. Carter Knox putting something on Instagram uh, of him at the KFC Gum Center. It looked like they were doing a walkthrough at practice for that. So the other order of business is finer in interim. The head coach willing to do the job. Multiple sources told me that Danny Manning has turned down the opportunity and Nolan Smith is still considering it external hires are also in play with former assistant never heard of this guy mark lieberman being the most talked about of uh these candidates in the meantime louisville's preparing for their sunday game against pepperdine and there's a decent chance pain is on the sideline that's that's kind of what i was leaning toward like when all this was going on it's like you know this is put out and i and i caution people and i know zach got a scoffed at the the bozich stuff deleting his likes but i will just say this and it's not a slide on jeff goodman the national media guys in my opinion you all can chime in and tell me if i'm wrong they it's not that they don't have connections i i would just trust the fishbowl here locally a little bit more with a little bit more solid of reporting because jeff goodman's the only one that i saw put this out and i know trilly is putting something similar out I'm not saying that he's too far off he obviously had some insights out to a possible fight that may or may not have taken place with Karad davis that i would imagine uh, probably was Leading trust, toward, yeah, I, I, I trust that. Uh, I trust Trilly. He knows so, what he's talking Something about. seemed to have happened with Karan Davis, so, so he's, he's not on the team anymore. Uh, that's kind of where we are right now. We got sound from Matt Norlander essentially saying something similar on with Gary Parrish, yeah. but I haven't seen anything here locally. Uh, again, not no disrespect to those guys. They have connections and everything, but give me a little EC or CL Brown or something. Then I'm I'm feeling like a little bit more confident. Well, I think just in terms of what would make sense to me, I've said I would let things play out to the end of the season. That's that's my thought. We've talked about that. Um, I don't know how much you gain from making a move in season. Um, that's my. I can certainly plenty of valid arguments to be made uh, in the other direction with what we've seen this year. There's no doubt about it. I think you can reasonably disagree over that. But my position is, I would probably wait till the end of the season, just so anyone that is still, you know, on maybe the side of this was he wasn't given enough time. Yeah, yeah. you could say that. Um, you could say, well, we gave him every opportunity. But if you were going to do it in season, I think my opinion and I think Josh Hurd does a tremendous job and I think he'll make the best um, decision possible I think he's been great in his time as as the AD but to me uh, from a lot just thinking through it logically a spot that would logically make sense to do it in season would be after the Kentucky game because well multiple reasons one you're going to have a large break after that so it's kind of a natural 
thing. They don't play again until what January fourth or something like that. That's so, right. um, so you have a long time, December twenty first to January fourth, to like have if you were going to make a move and have an interim that could you know you give them some time there'll be a christmas break but you get back and have some time to maybe work with everybody and sort of try to settle into it as much as you can number two i don't think it would be great for the interim to have to wear a 30 or 40 point loss to kentucky and i think that's what it could very well be so I think, and I, I I understand people are going to say, well, Cal's going to take it maybe a little easier on KP, and I don't necessarily disagree there, but I think that if you have an interim for that game, there's a strong chance you're going to get trounced, regardless. Like, you're going to get trounced no matter Change or not, coaching. there's a good chance you're getting trounced. So I don't think you make the interim wear that. I think you, you let... Kenny Payne sort of wear that if that's what ends up happening Um, because if you had an interim coach for that game you try to build at least a little bit of excitement's probably not the right word but maybe renewed interest because you know people clamoring for a change or whatever Um, to me if you let the interim take a large loss against Kentucky it sort of kills some of that momentum a little bit and it's like oh crap this is just so to me I would if, if I were going to, again, I would not do anything during the season. I've talked about that a lot. But if I were going to do it in season, to me, after the UK game makes a lot of sense, unless, you know, something drastic happens. Like if they were to win that game, I guess that would maybe change the calculus a little bit. I'm doing but it right after Zach, the Kentucky what says game. you? I'm doing it right after the okay. Kentucky game. No question about it. You've got I, to get some sort of momentum back with the program. You've got to give people a reason to show up. Downtown businesses are losing I, money I, because take nobody's that as, showing look, up. We love George Timmery and everything, but that's, again, it's not the responsibility, and I'm a Fair. look. I, I, I'm you're talking to a guy who wants an NBA TV here for those very reasons, but that is not the University of Louisville's responsibility. That's but, right. but anyways, the problem is what I saw against Arkansas State. That was the concerning part. Losing because, games is one thing; quitting is another. Well, they absolutely quit in that they, game. They, they did. quit on the coach. There is no coming back from that. You have to cut bait at this point. Well, I would have well, done it after the Arkansas State game. Well, I would have done it that Thursday morning. I, but we'll, we'll see. Today, um, I think today is a little bit telling in terms of... It tells me nothing. It's Pepperdine. Well, yeah, Pepperdine's not good, but I I think it can tell you a little bit because I think during the season, they've been bad a lot. We know that. But one thing they... I would say they hadn't really done is quit. Yes, until the second half of the Arkansas State game. It was a layup line. Yes. That's what... No no question. At that point... It's over. But everybody knows it's over. And if you're even a Kenny Payne defender at this point, don't you think it's kind of cruel to throw him out there knowing that he's getting fired at the end of this? He doesn't look like he's having any sort of fun whatsoever. He looks like he's just defeated at this point. It's just one but of those. But I guess the only thing I would interject on it, and, and, and I understand what you're saying, and, and, but I, did you see the Brandon Huntley Hatfield press conference? Yes. yes. Okay. So obviously getting emotional talking about Karan Davis and everything. What was the one thing with Bobby Petrito when Vince Tyra there? And regardless of what you think about Vince Tyra, he had lost the locker room and all that. By that account, Brandon Huntley Hatfield's own words was talking about Cron Davis, but was getting emotional about like the, the Kenny Payne stuff of just well, saying like, no, we, we still think he has the team together in and, so many words. And, and that, that's what Josh Hurd probably had the discussion with the players last week. So I, I understand what you were saying. But Josh Hurd strikes me, and he said it many, many, many times in his press conferences. I know he hasn't talked recently, but uh, it, it's been something to which he has gone. It's like, this is about the student athletes. This is about the students. So if they're going to bat for KP, he probably told them, look, I need to see something at this game on Sunday. And I know you and a lot of people are checked out. And look, let's be honest. I'm of the belief it's heading to a divorce. I know 
We all know it's yeah. getting toward divorce. But, just, but, there's no reason to keep it together okay, for the kids. Okay, well, okay, so we always talk about how John Calipari... <laughs> for the kids, that's... Good line. I, I picture of you for MJ, uh, F them kids, and then just uh, a black <laughs> yeah, pretty, and white photo of you. Yes, that's but, pretty much it. But this is something that, okay, what does it, I, I think this season's a wash. I think we're in agreement that this season's a wash, it's correct? It's been a wash. Fair. Well, yeah, it's been a wash. Okay, so if you get a few hundred more people down there with an interim coach, Danny Manning, okay. And you're also, I mean, you probably net gain some people, but you probably also, you're going to lose some people too if you make the move because there's some people that are, I mean, obviously not many, but um, if if there were some people, you know, there are people that still are in the camp, and um, so you'll lose them, presumably. And, and, and I think it goes back to this. is that I thought it was important that Josh Hurd, you know, when the news came out from Goodman about Josh Hurd possibly meeting with him and everything and still kind of going radio silence, I, I couldn't believe that it didn't like kind of spread like wildfire after that, like from local sources. And just because it felt like it was trending that way. You got and, and it's funny because after yep. the four and 28 year, you, you, you're getting some of the national media. I, I'll say outside of like Gary yeah, Parrish has been I because I, I, I do think you have to take into account that there's a lot of local media that doesn't want to necessarily dance on the grave of Kenny Payne. Oh, no, I I agree with that. So, like... They want access is what they want. No, well, I think... um, I think there's a lot of people who are normally in the know about a lot of this stuff and have been historically that maybe aren't as quick on the trigger with reporting things right now because they're trying to... Um, that that's my read. On well, it. and look, I mean, I think Rick Bozich. I think that I don't want to say that's who you're alluding to, but I know that some people are having some fun with that uh, in regards to just hey, it's business as usual. They're recruiting, they're going out there and doing that stuff. But I think, and, it, it, and by the way, it has to be. Yes, yeah. From, I mean, from their standpoint, it has to be. You can't you can't just shut it down because like what good does that do? You have to continue to forge ahead, right? Um, or or else. You really are just waving the white flag, which doesn't do you any good either. Like, for even if it's future jobs or trying to turn it around here. Um, what about getting a head start on finding another coach? Because that, that worked out so well for him last time. No, but like, well, that's because they made the wrong hire. This is you in basketball. You can't get a head start. There, there's no such thing as a head start. Football, you can because you have. The weird um, in between the end of the regular season and the bowl Any season. Any coach that you want is going to be coaching in March, right. exactly. Like, or or at least theoretically, yeah, you'd uh, that, hope so. That's yeah. that's what you're not you're, the guy sitting on his couch in his mom's basement unless, yelling meatloaf. Unless that's Jay Wright, but um, but I, I think um, yeah, that, that I don't know that there's in terms of finding the next coach. And this is what I've said the whole time. I don't. By the think way, Jay Wright on a couch yelling for his mom for meatloaf. Well, obviously he's not doing that. He's got a nice job there with CBS. But, um, but I, I think you just don't gain that much of an advantage in terms of searching for the next coach. And there's nothing you can do after parting ways with your current coach that you can't do probably now if you're starting to look that way and have sort of off-the-record conversations, your people talking to that person's people, whatever, because, I mean, obviously that stuff happens. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's much of an advantage in terms of the search to make a move now because it's not like football where everyone's, like, just done for a while. Well, and this you, is, also the verbal lashing you're probably going to get from Cal, too. 
for, I mean, let's be honest. Like that, that would be something if you cut bait with him now. And I saw Locke and even Andy put this out too. I think when he was on with Streetball on Thursday, said as much. It was like, look, and if you're okay with it, fine, just sit in it. But let's be honest, Cal makes. I know people put their tinfoil hats on this, but he's got connection. When Cal talks, he makes Sports Center, and that would just be another way for them to be in a negative light. Again, if you want to be held I mean, hostage, he, he's going to be talking about it probably. Yeah, no, but no but, matter what, but you go from he needs more time to not doing it after, until after the Zach's point, and then not getting the verbal lashy where it's not even about the game. It's just crushing and dunking on UofL over and over again sure. to the game from next Thursday, which, again, maybe he's forgotten over the two-week cycle for that. And, and I take it a step further, and it's like I'm just going based off what I see on the text line, Twitter, some of our callers, who in this interim status, and what's, do you really A, feel confident about? How many times I was like, what does Danny Manny do on their set? Nolan... By all accounts, battles people. <laughs> we used to battle people on Twitter. I know people got kind of upset about that. Josh Jamison, people have made the joke that he's like Vince Mero on the sideline. So I don't know what people want to see from that. And to your point, getting a head start. So I think, and Eric Crawford put this out there, and it's not the sexy, it's not the the, the sexy take, but it's like, has anybody given any thought if like he's just going to let them finish the season out? Like, that's what Eric put out there. And Gary Parrish said something, and we can play a bunch of sound. I know we're getting a bunch of uh, texts coming into four three seven nine six eighty Sunday morning hangover. He's Nick Kern. Zachy C. behind the board. I'm Phil Baker. Uh, but I, I think when you break down and look at this experiment, Gary Parrish brings up a unique perspective because he was of the belief you should have let him go after last year. John Fanta, which I, I know Zach heard this. Did you, did you see, hear the John Fanta sound? Yes, yes, okay. I did. Okay, did you see the entire episode of that, though? No, I didn't see the entire episode. Okay. I just saw the clip of a very close-up on John Fanta's face as he was screaming. I thought it was Jack Grossman for a second. I mean, he could. Yeah. He could be. But Jack, you know, losing those LBs, I didn't recognize. But I will say this. The, the thing with this, that again, sidebar, Phil's flow chart, which is all over the place. And I played this for Streeple, too. And you have an ear for this, so I think you would enjoy this, too. They were talking about, I guess this was Wednesday night or something, um, some other games. It was like Northwestern, but Chris Mack was on the, the podcast, the video podcast of Field of 68 with Fanta and another coach. I'm drawing a blank. When he went on the Louisville rant, mm-hmm. it just went, it went from three wide to a single shot. But you could hear them at the beginning of it still kind of talking. At the end of the Fanta rant, you hear a chuckle. Chris Mack. You be the judge. Okay. I wanna, should we play this? Okay, so here was the end of the Fanta rant. You tell me if this is Chris Mack. This is where we are on a Sunday morning. That's not acceptable. And the fan base now should have apathy. Right before the Doster read. Mm-hmm. Or right during the beginning of the Under Doster no read. circumstances should that be the case for Louisville men's basketball? What a disgrace that needs to get changed now. We're back with the preview. This is after dark. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for the. Could have been. Hard to say. I think it is. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. It was Mac. You got to watch the entire episode and hear some of the cadence from his other takes that he had on there. And Fanta essentially was like, I'm not going to put the coaches in a weird situation a la Chris Mack, but there was other coaches on there too. And yeah, well. They don't like talking about firing other coaches. No, it's no, kind no. of and the La Familia well, approach. You, you, and that's right. You shouldn't. You wouldn't want anyone else to be talking about that with you. But from Chris Mack's standpoint, you got to wonder, I mean, maybe you get a little bit of insight from a slight chuckle, but you got to wonder what he thinks of all this a little bit, right? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, because yeah, he was. I mean, I know that when Kenny Payne talks about like what he's had to endure and it's going to need time, no, that was Chris Mack. Yeah, I, I know, and I know that um, he 
kind of walked away from it. But I think, I think he saw the writing on the wall with the the, with the, the administration, yeah, the stuff. And yes. I think people were at the time that he walked away from it, sort of eager to see him go. A lot of people with this hire in mind, and now this hasn't worked out. And um, you do, it would be interesting to like hear an honest to have an honest conversation with Chris Mack about it. I would imagine from the settlement and the contract of walking away, there's probably no besmirching. That's probably why you can't put the university in a negative light in order to no. get the settlement that sure. it got, I would imagine. Sure, I would, Let, I would imagine. Let's get to some text. 437 a UPS Jobs text line. I got a personal text. They're liking the Zachy C takes over here, so I know the, the ego grows over there. That's what we got to do. It's, it's like the blob, and I'm a big fan of it. Can you ask Nick why there was a Canadian flag in UConn's arena? Uh, there is, and I don't know why. I know that I don't think Hartford is too far from the Canadian border. We can check that out. Yeah, geography. Also, they do have uh, a Canadian player on the team. Ali Edwards is hey. from Canada. That that might be uh, the reason why. But they do have a large Canadian flag in addition to a large American flag there at the XL Center. Um. Let's just do a quick... While you're looking that up, I'll get to some more text. Uh, Dan Issel could be a great fit for the job right now. Would he take it? No. No. He's sitting on his recliner, not eating gummies in Denver. He's watching the Avalanche and the Nuggets play. Okay, never mind. It's it's uh, it's it's a nine-hour and 15-minute drive. Wow, so that is shocking. I wouldn't have guessed that. You either. know you can get to Canada from here in about the no, same amount of... yeah, I think this is wrong. I was going to say, I, I know but you can get to, like, Niagara and, like... Uh, or if you go through Detroit, it's like it's, eight, nine hours. It's taken us to, like, the dead center of Canada. Uh, maybe I need to... That doesn't seem right. Let's see here. Canadian border. Let's try that. Boy, uh, we're on the magic school bus with Kern right now, aren't we? Is, I mean, Jay Wright was fielding job offers yesterday. Yeah, we'll play this out from CBS Sports. I think it, it was says from Connecticut to Canada is nine hours and 14 minutes. Do like a city. Like I, which Providence are you in? I, I don't know. Do, do we, um, this is where what we about, are. What about, what about Toronto? Toronto? Yeah. Okay. They're going to play in Toronto on Wednesday, actually. Even if you gave him until the end of the That's year. That's a seven-hour, 43-minute drive. Okay. I, look at a map. Zoom out or something. Because I think this is wrong. Even if you gave him <laughs> until the I end agree. of the year, uh, KP backers would still say he didn't get enough time. They keep moving the goalposts, uh, put a, pull the Band-Aid, and can him. Okay. Well, look, I mean, I can buy that logic. And Louie's brought up a really good point, too. And I know Zachy sees a part of that show, too, now. Rebo and go. Shout out. Uh, one of the things he said is like, PETA with horse racing. Okay? And I was like, where's Louie going You can with get this? to Montreal in five hours. Okay. So how did you go from 11? Canada's abroad. I'm blaming Google. It's terrible. So, Louie brought up a point, and he said, it's like changing your rules for PETA in horse racing. Right. You're, you're not going to appease those. And I was like, you know what, Louie? That's a really good point. That is. And and you try to appease a certain portion of people, and you're going to hurt your, your core. And I was like, you know what? I see what you're saying there. That That is a unique perspective to look at. And I think Gary Parrish on CBS with Matt Norlander said something similar, too. So we'll, we'll get to some of that sound coming up Paul in a bit. said the reason the hockey flag's in there, or the... Canada flag in there is because of the hockey, like the hockey connection with Connecticut. Oh, well, yeah, Hartford they, Whalers. Well they, right. well, they play. They actually have a, a team in the AHL now too, yeah. not the Whalers. But um, yeah, that's probably a good point. It's what a is that? Fourteen, fifteen thousand, fifteen thousand. Okay, just over fifteen. Uh, Satterfield would have won that game Saturday. That coming down on the text line. If Nick says some dumb, let the cake bake 
spit today, I'm going to off myself. Oh. Please don't. We appreciate would, you listening. I would, that week. I, would, I would encourage you not to tie doing that with anything I say. Phil, <laughs> headed to BJ's on Dixie. Want to catch some games or join us? Or are you yella? Those, there's a person that just keeps coming after me for thinking I won't go to the Dixie Corridor. And I'm telling you, I'm a Hikes Point West Butchel rattlesnake. I mean, I'm not scared of the, the Dixie Highway. Come you were on. rattling off all these things on GTA yeah. Louisville the other day. Yes. I mean, this is, the, look, I mean, Louisville through and through. I could take you to Robin's Roost or something. Some pro league play there with the Canadian team in it is what they said. Uh, Hartford had a minor league hockey team. So all yeah. that coming down yeah, yeah. on the text line. Yeah, um, they, they still do. They played uh, the night before. They played Friday night um, there. Uh, Texter also said, so there was someone at Parlor on Thursday Jeff Walsh show with Stephanie Norman, associate head coach of the Cards, filling in. Um, he was wearing a Kentucky shirt, like kind of right in the middle of. But they were just in the general restaurant, so he was just there to have dinner with his mom. But he was wearing, you know, Kentucky. He was in shirt. the belly of the beast. Yeah, and he said he wasn't trolling; was just there. Did Walls notice him? He said, "Merry Christmas." Nice. Yeah, no, it was great to. Yeah, cool that that he texted in. No, Walls was not there. It was it was Stephanie Norman. I oh, don't. That's right. I don't know that she. I mean, we're just out. Like at the old, at the parlor downtown, there was like a special room. So you, if you weren't there for the show, you weren't going to be in that room. But now we're just at in, at the J-Town location. We're just in the general restaurant and the sound goes out to everybody. So um, so whether you want to be there for the show or not, you, you're kind of sucked into it. That's right. So I guess now we're at kind of the waiting game in in terms of seeing what is going to happen next. Um I was of the belief on with Strebel whenever uh, Thursday. I didn't think anything was going to happen just as the Kentucky component and maybe after the Kentucky game. Like I think you that, guys. That, that, that if you're going to do you're, it in season, I think that's the most logical point to do it. Um, does does like so would winning today like if you were thinking about doing it after today's game, would winning today change that at all? Well, and look, it, I think it's important. I'm like, genuinely it, curious. Yeah, same here. And if, players, I don't know. and if the players are fighting for him to like, no, we need to give better effort. I think Josh Hurt, if he did in fact meet with players, which would sound from like from Jeff Goodman, they did. He said, like, we're going to have to have, like, more effort than what we saw this previous game. Yeah, or we, a change is going to have to be made. We And we don't... That's obviously speculating. Not, but. Obviously not privy to those conversations. So, um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, they certainly could use a win today um, against the Pepperdine team that they should, I guess, beat. Um, Sounds like something you should put on a stake or something. Yeah, put it on a Rothstein uh, T-shirt that he's selling on Etsy these yeah, days. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> they Louisville should dot 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 beat this team? Question mark. Yeah, that's the way to put it. That's the way it is right now. And he by the way, doesn't even have a saying for KP, does he? Because <laughs> <No. laughs> he, he hasn't had enough opportunities to tweet it out. The Wednesday game against Arkansas State, by the way, um, you know, obviously the second half, and you. You do wonder to some degree if, I don't know, the Karan Davis stuff. He tried to do the kid a favor, no, and then did, it just did, blew up in his face. Did did, did that, I, I mean, they've been bad, so it's hard to say. Like, did that distract the team at all? Was that a distraction to the players out there? Obviously, that was a fiasco. And yes, tried to do Karan a favor, but I, I think... The problem is, you have to make sure Karan Davis is on board 
to to accept said favor. He's an agent of chaos. He's like, no, Obvious, I'm not going down like this. Obviously, he was not on board, or maybe he said he was and then decided that he wasn't. Uh, I don't know, but that was, I mean, just. And I, yes, I agree. I think Kenny Payne was trying to do Karan Davis a solid there and, and say, hey, he's transferring and, and let him go. For the next stop not to be like Any Dean baggage. Day. Yeah. Exactly. No it, baggage. And, and it blew up in his face. And, and I think that's just. It's just the way it's gone. Yeah. It, it just keeps snowballing little things like that. Look, look, and I know it comes across, and I'm in no way, shape, or form a KP defender, even though I know it comes across that sometimes. We're not trying to give the logic of he gets crushed if he does talk, he gets crushed if he doesn't talk. And, and I think we go back in the way back machine sometimes. There's a little individual I'd like to call Derek Character. Oh, yeah. I remember. Had a little, had some trouble here. He did. But guess what? Rick Pitino was winning, and nobody gave a crap about what happened. Now, I think in the fishbowl that we are now with social media and probably uh, you know, the, the 16 hours of local programming per day probably would have been covered a little bit differently than it was back then, but I think that just showcases that you had the faith in Rick Pitino and you don't have it in this coaching staff, and that's where I understand the, the vitriol toward people, uh, or to this coaching staff, especially what you saw against Arkansas State. So, I got some more sound, too, uh, from the Gary Parish. I think Zach will light up like a Christmas tree once he hears this sound. But let me play this um, because it, it's a differing opinion of what we've talked about of like letting him go throughout there. And he said the nice thing to do. And trust me, we'll get to Kentucky and Carolina. I got some cows. Yeah, I want to talk, wanna... talk about cards in UConn as well. Yes, I want to talk cats and Tar Heels. That was a great game. It was. it was a fun game. Yeah, they always seem to have one down there. But here is what Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander talk about what the latest that they are here. It's a little bit longer, so leave our mics on. But I want your all's reaction to that. And maybe we can pause throughout, too. Here's what they had to say. Frankly, um, not nightmare, but, but disaster. <laughs> when Karan Davis, they announced that he was going into the transfer portal. And then he tweeted out the best presence. Of, oh, of course, well, saying three. You're good. Just leave it up. It's Chip and Joanne. It's okay. Apologies about that. I can't. Yeah, it's back off. Submitted any. Well, this is all in the hours leading up to the game on Wednesday. Then the school had to come back and put out a release saying, uh, actually, Davis was kicked off the team. <laughs> so we wish him nothing but the best. And he has expressed. Gary Paris is about to bring the fire here in a second. While playing career elsewhere. Um, so while trying to do him a favor, the, the player kind of. It's like, actually, I didn't do this. Well, if you're going to do that, you're going <laughs> to expose us. Like, then we're going to actually say the reason why you're why you're not playing. Then he goes to the game, sits in the like stand sting. by himself, and the, and the and the KFC Yum Center didn't look more than to make a change. And the question is, um, behind the scenes, from a you know legal and all the proper protocols standpoint, will it be done by Sunday, or some have suggested you know don't put an interim out there and have him coach against. Kentucky, I I think it's actually the exact opposite, but whatever. Um, after Kentucky, later next week, so six days from now, Louisville's got the Christmas break, and if you're going to make a change, maybe you make it then. So we're heading toward that, but I don't know what day it's going to land. Fewer people will mock your interim coach for getting his brains beat in by Kentucky than would mock Kenny Payne for getting oh his brains beat in by Kentucky. It, it's time to start thinking about this differently. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I would have done this after last season. I would have pulled the plug after one year. Um, sometimes you just know. You can see it. That's right. And it wasn't just that Louisville didn't win very many games. Way more complicated than that, though, was, I think. Yep. It was how the entire program was was being run. Uh, this sport is filled with people who are this right kind here. men, um, well-liked people. 
accomplished assistants who simply are not equipped to run major college basketball programs. And respectfully, in 32 games last season, I saw all I needed to see uh, from Kenny Payne as it pertains to evaluating him to that standard. It was one blowout after another, one blowout after another. They finished 290th at Ken Palm, which was 85 spots lower than any other ACC school. 85 spots lower than anybody else in the ACC. And I talked to multiple ACC coaches last season, and I say all this respectfully. We're only talking about it because it's the thing to talk about. Not trying to pile on. But they were like, listen, the roster's not good, certainly not the Louisville standards, but they shouldn't be losing like this. Like that, that, that roster should not be getting beat like this and by the people who are beating it over and over again. 4-28 and 28 last season, 4-6 and six this season. So Kenny Payne's now 8-36 and 36 as Louisville's head coach with one win over a top 150 Ken Palm team and 13 losses to sub-150 Ken Palm teams. At a place like Louisville, frankly, you should have zero. Losses to sub-150 Kimpom teams. He has, he has 13 in 44 games. Um, they're 203rd at Kimpom right now. That's 33 spots than the other ACC team. So when I would, as the end of last season was approaching, suggest that they should go ahead and do this after one year, enough's enough, the most common thing I would hear is, well, you just can't do it. You just can't after one year. People have all these arbitrary rules of things you can and can't do, and this is one of them. Well, you can't fire somebody after one year. That's what people say. My question has always been simple. Why? Why can't you? If you know that this is bad and it's not going to get better, what is the point of continuing it? And then you'd hear things like, well, he's an alum and people love him and he helped us win a national championship as a player. He's also the first black coach in school history. That's a delicate topic. You just can't do it after one year. Okay. Well, we'll talk again after year two. And now we're not even to Christmas in year two. And this is the conversation. People believed that pulling the plug after one year would be wildly disrespectful, cruel, to Kenny Payne, I actually think we've now reached the point where the opposite is true. The cruel thing isn't to ask for his resignation and accept it. The cruel thing is to allow him to keep going out there and doing a job he's not equipped to do and humiliating himself in that program. I mean that sincerely. I'm not trying to be mean. It has become a laughing stock now. It has become... Gary Parrish, it goes on for a few more minutes Tell on him, that, Gary. CBS Sports. But I will say this, and I agree with the majority of things that he said there. The sport is filled with very, very nice individuals by you know all accounts. I don't claim to know Kenny Payne at all. But it is more complicated than a guy that lives in Memphis talking about that. And I understand like where you are on that and, and, and applauding it, and I understand if you're big-time athletics – you could see with the Billy Gillespie experiment that yes. things weren't going to go well. And he was SEC Coach of the Year. There were things off the court, if you talk to like Mike Pratt, that, God right. bless his soul, that right. weren't, it wasn't trending in the right direction. There were a lot of rumors at the time about some of the stuff, stuff off the court that... Right. Yeah. So if you're Karaoke, winning, it doesn't matter. Well, at a place to like a Kentucky. Yeah, it, right. But I think with this, it's easy to say that it's... It, it's a lot more difficult to do. And I know people are like, oh, he's a nice guy. It's a first-time coach. He's an alum. I get that. But there's more tentacles to this with the big-time boosters that wanted this. And quite frankly, you don't got 
money growing on trees after the breakup with Papa John's. I don't know the relationship now that Josh is the AD with, uh, you know, Dr. Mark and Sidney Lynn. So there are more tentacles to this that just be like, hey, do this. And the people that supported this are big time donors. So what does that look like if you do blow this up? And those are the conversations that you got to put on an AD hat. And Josh Hurd has to have those discussions. I know people put out financially. like If you're a big time athletic program and big time basketball program, you got to make this. I don't think you should be held hostage by any means if something is not working. But it can't just be everyone says, just rip off the, the Band-Aid. It's inevitable. Josh has to have these conversations with the people that wanted this. So when you go back to him next time, it's not like Texas A&M where you just got a piggy bank over and over again of just like, hey, give us more money. Hey, give us more money. Hey, give us more money. You got to stroke some egos here in order to make it happen. I know people don't want to hear that. No, I, I, I absolutely. Um, it, having the financial ducks in a row and having um, ducks in a row in terms of people that are going to help finance various things is is very important. And I think you're right. That's something that people don't think about. And it's something that. Um, but you have to balance that with the perpetual embarrassment that this program's been. 13 losses to sub-150 teams. They're the laughing stock of college You do, you do but, just call it what but, it is. But if you have to pay a buyout and then you don't have enough money to hire a top-tier coach, you put yourself in an endless spiral that's not yeah. good. So. And I'm with the texter earlier that said something about like the, you don't want to lose those people. I'd be perfectly fine losing those people because those people don't have Kenny – they have Kenny Payne's best interests in mind when yeah, they have but, Louisville's best interests in mind. There's nothing that Louisville can do that is going to make those people happy. Nothing. But if there's people that have money, it's still it's still important. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think there's some that would agree that this is not what they signed up for. And, and I think that's perfectly logical. But I, I think Josh at least has to have those conversations with him before he does this. Yep. And, and it looks, let's be honest, it's trending in that direction. Uh, but it, it's just it can't just be like, well, I don't care about those people. I, I'm. It's easy for us to say that yep. it's different for Josh to go back to these people and constantly say, hey, give us more money to this university to help with the buyout. And, and I know there's people out there and everyone's I'm seeing it on Twitter right now, a battle between bring Petito and bring uh, Brom home. Pick. Mick is the pick. the pick. But you know what his buyout is? A lot. A lot of money. Exactly. And so I'm not saying like Louisville doesn't have it. Well, and that's the other part of this, right? Like you're going to have to pay Kenny Payne a buyout. I think it goes down a little bit if he finishes the season. So that's maybe a consideration. But then you presumably are going to be hiring somebody that is established coming from another program that will likely have some sort of buyout that you also have to pay. Um, is so, it worth losing credibility, though? What what makes them lose more credibility? Keeping KP the rest of the season or just doing it now? If you can't, I, if you can't afford the guy you want, well, yeah, I mean... I, you're big-time college I, athletics. I, I don't want to hear anything about how you don't have the money. You have the money. Use it. Okay, so, but again, you're not acknowledging... Okay. Break down the money situation yeah, for me. Where, where's the money? Where, where's the money? Please. Please. I'm not trying to like, put because, you on the spot. Because, it's easy to say. Because, because you, you also have to keep in mind that the ACC doesn't have the TV deal that the SEC and the Big Ten do. True. So they don't have that money growing on trees that those leagues football, almost literally you do. the football program brought in a lot of money this year? Of course they did. From winning 10 games going to the ACC championship game? Sure they did. That's where you can get you some of that How money. How many games was that stadium full? That stadium was full. Kentucky game, Notre Dame game. I would say it was one game. Well, the Notre Dame game? The Kentucky game. Yeah. You don't think it was full during Notre Dame? No, it was I was full-ish. there. It was full-ish, but it wasn't full. Yeah. But again, Look, it, you're, it goes, you're in the ACC. This is big-time college athletics. I don't want to hear about bleeding money. But okay, but again, yeah, but Papa John's, no longer there. Like it, You're, you're not going to be handcuffed by this. I'm just saying you need to make sure your ducks are in a row before yeah. you go back. Look, we're, I think we're all in agreement where it is trending and where yeah, it's heading. No doubt. It's just but, a matter of like, the timeline. Yeah. I, you don't rush it. 
because of those reasons. And you honestly, have to just you have to massage it as we've used that word a lot today with those people. Hey, look. If you're it, delaying the inevitable, I understand that. And Joe, we'll get to you here in a second. We're talking financials Sorry, out of college. A blue blood college basketball Saturday, oh, yeah, Sunday reaction. Thrilling. That's but right. I, I think it's just owe it to yourself. Let's be honest. Junior Bridgman of the world is personal friends with Kenny Payne. Wade Houston, personal friends with them. They are big time boosters that supported this hire. You have to at least approach them to say, hey, this is not working. We don't, this isn't what Louisville basketball is. What does this recipe look like for a a clean breakup to where we can still count on your support. I think that is a very even-headed, you know, even-keeled talk that you could have with them. And, and like Gary Paris said, it's like, you know, the, the humane thing is to not <laughs> let them keep doing this, but you at least got to check the boxes in talking to those folks out there versus just you big-time athletics. You got all this money and throw it. I, I get it. You should. In theory, you're not, you're not you know, sister mayor of the poor community college, but – Let's be honest. There is a buyout culture here, there, and, and there, you, you got to kind of get out of that a little bit. There's a lot of there's a lot of that still still out there. Uh, Texter said it was sold out Notre Dame and UK. Going back to football, I dispute the Notre Dame one. I don't think it was sold out for Notre Dame. They, they I was can't, at the game. It was. I mean, it was full. I was there too, um, but there were definitely a lot of empty seats. Compared to the UK game, where it looked like there weren't really any. Uh, four three seven nine six eighty. Joe, we'll get to you here in a second. Let me knock out some text. Curran, get a clue. Stop tiptoeing. We are the laughing stock of college basketball. Who gives a bleep about feelings? KP will be out by January first. We all know it. Paris serving it up how I like it. Don't sugarcoat anything. I'm done with people saying we don't owe saying we owe KP something. We don't. No, look, and, and I don't think it's not that. saying not saying you, you owe do. him anything. I, I think Gary Parish hit the nail on the head and said the sport is filled with nice individuals that are not equipped to run a team that was your big concern but before I, the it's, hire it's of not, not being a first being a first time yeah, coach. Exactly. you were consistent about that exactly that that's the concern and it's not about owing kenny Payne anything i mean pay he him was his money like if, he was a great player here and you, yeah, you do owe him in so much as you'll have to pay him money that that's right but it's about the things we were talking about the the f- money people that may have been in favor of this you've got to get them on the same page hopefully and then uh, there was a huge contention of former players that wanted this to happen, too. And I think it's important to uh, kind of see where they are because that was a big... Uh, obviously, I don't think you're necessarily going to um, be They're asking not, their opinion for right. the next person, but I think it's important to kind of have conversations with representatives of that group because that was a big reason why this happened, they right? They can't like what they're seeing you out there either. So. But it's just, Josh owes it to them. There's a lot of boxes to kind yes, of check. Just it's to, ego stroking. Yeah, That's what it is. They're right. not going to make the decision of it. It's just, I always say it's just like, hey, just ask. It's the suggestion box. You know, it's the suggestion box you put out there. I'm putting feelers out there. Ultimately, it's going to be my decision this go around. Because let's be honest, Josh was an interim AD last go around, and I think he probably had his hand probably guided a little bit little on bit. what he needed to do. Uh, but that's kind of where I am on that. So it just it seems like the only variable is time. Four three seven nine six eight. A UPS jobs text on. He's Nick Kern. I'm Phil Baker. Uh, Zachy C behind the glass in the Liquor Barn Studios here at ESPN Louisville. Appreciate you making us a part of your day. Do we want to get to Joe? Sure, Joe. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Joe leads us off here on ESPN six eighty. What's up, Joe? Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, two quick points. The first point I probably shouldn't say this, but there's two categories for the Louisville next head basketball coach. You probably got a pool of five Rick Pitino's, Jay Wright, and uh, three more in that category. 
and the second category is is what Junior Brisbane and the and the uh, African American community is going to want is called Dennis Gates and about two or three other African American coaches. Which one do you go with? If it's Josh Hurd, do you go with the big donors like Brisbane and keep them happy and say no to the Rick Patinos and the Jay Rice of the world, or do you say it's got it's got to be my man uh, Gates at Missouri? It's a hell of a dilemma to be in, but that's that's about the way I read the situation. Being a longtime Louisville resident, I'm 71 and and really don't have a dog in the fight because I'm a Kentucky fan, but that's the way I look at the Louisville situation. Now, my second point is y'all brought up a great point about Kenny saying he loved a kid. Uh, what's his name? Karan. What's his last name? Davis. Okay, Karan Davis. Okay, I remember a couple years ago when Coach Kim Mulkey was at Baylor and she was trying to protect her uh, all-star, Brittany Griner telling Brittany it's probably not a good idea to come out to, at a Southern Baptist University called Baylor at the time, and, and she was trying to protect the young lady. Of course, Brittany turned that all around and said Mrs. Malky uh, didn't like her, didn't want her to come in out, and she turned the tables on uh, on Kim. So, you you know, Kenny's in a tough spot with the young man, too, sitting up in the stands. And I, I don't know. You, you can't win in, in that situation, but y'all have a great Sunday, and we'll We'll see what happens in the next few days. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Uh, we need Tuesday to get a Folgers jingle for him called Cup of Joe. With yeah, just Cup his of thoughts. Joe. I, that's, I, that's, that's a great idea. We, there's a, there's a something there. A lot of thoughts. And it is a cup. There's a lot of different things coming out of that. Texter says, nothing better than 20-somethings on the radio saying, don't worry about the money. Just do it. Can someone tell me where to buy the money? He's 30, He's 30 damn it. There's no 20-somethings here. Yeah. But look, I, I think it's this. It's... The big donor, there's also big donor people out there that I'm sure are done with the KP experiment too. But like we said, it's just the people that just want, it's got to be now, damn it, it's got to be. Josh is going to check his boxes and just say, hey, if we do this, do we have XYZ in order to, I'm sure they have that to pay him, but in terms of going after the next coach. Let's be honest. I've seen Vic is the pick out there. He just signed an extension. That's like a $20 million buyout for the next go around at UCLA. And I think it goes down to like $15 million in 2026. So it's going to take some th- – and I'm not saying zero just to Mick Crone. I'm just saying that's the name that's been circulating out there. Certainly a lot of people have been on the Jerome Tang uh, bandwagon at Kansas State as well. Um, lots of – well, everyone's going to have their person and okay. we'll see – Everybody's asking me. Sorry to be interrupted. Right. Everyone wants me to play the Jay Wright feeling job offer stuff. Oh, Did yeah, you hear this? Yeah, so this was the CBS Sports crew that was wishing Dick Vitale um, a glad he's back, but glad he's cancer free and everything. Yeah. So was this even on the air? Or was this just like a personal? I think it message? was like a, it looked like a cameo or a text message yeah, on that. Right. So Seth Davis was uh, massaging Jay Wright's shoulder a little awkwardly there. Not sure. that there's anything wrong with that, no. but uh, he's just behind him, very awkward. Uh, but here is what they had to say yesterday on that if i can pull this up in new york city we got our suits we got our makeup for 20 minutes to air jay's been fielding job offers all, all morning he has no idea what's even in the show in new york so there it is that I is set, that tongue just, firmly in cheek i think that was just a joke thanks i think it was i mean maybe it was just a joke so look, it's that's kind of where we are. I know that's a long-winded 56-minute opening monologue of just 
What's transpired since everything happened earlier this week with uh, the Jeff Goodman tweets, the John Fanta rants, uh, Gary Parish and Matt Norlander of CBS Sports putting things out there. I know Zach has said the deleting of tweets. He's had some fun with that. Uh, but look, nothing has happened. I expect Kenny Payne to be the uh, coach when he goes out there and plays Pepperdine. You think? You, you think, think so? I, I think I can say that somewhat confidently. Okay. Uh, it should be a spicy little press conference there, though, unless they beat him by that. And then I know we'll play some uh, Field of 68 sound of uh, Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster talking about who they think a, a new name making the list that could possibly be a Louisville coach, which I cannot believe we are doing. Coaching search on December 17th, but a week before Christmas, but that is where we are. Oh, boy. Here we are. It's... Uh it's wild stuff. We can certainly get back into that. But I, I think um, we can also hopefully get into some games that actually happen because I enjoy that. Yes, a lot. Yeah, the, the Battle of the Blue Bloods. We did sport resembling basketball yesterday. We so did. I want to talk about the Kentucky. No, we got some sound from Cal out. down there, buddy Drew Brown. I'm hoping he's on his way back from Atlanta on that. He was there courtside getting some great shots. Yeah. John Wall. I wish I could dress like John Wall and get away mm-hmm. with it. Just Don't like we all, yeah. I mean, just they like it, it looks just so comfortable, or just like just could go around and you know. Some would argue I do, as I'm in a sweatshirt right now, but it just looks very comfortable. <laughs> just giving Rob Dillingham some knucks. Yeah, what a what a life, what a life. I mean, he's earned it. Sure, I would say so. Uh, okay, so let's do this. Let's take a break. On the other side, we got some field of sixty eight sound of who would be a home run hire. Or you know what? Can I play this real quick and then we'll switch the actual games? Let's do this. Here was Jeff Goodman and Rob Dosser talking about who would be a home run hire for Goodman uh, from Goodman Hoops, a name I think people would be happy with. Here's what he had to say about that. If I can pull this up. Easy. This is an easy one. Oh. I don't know if he'd take it, but this Am is I a very really easy one. Favorite? Yeah, I mean Scott Drew. How do you not go after Scott Drew and give him a, a contract of $9 million a year for six years? Okay. And, yes, he's what opening I, a new building in Waco. What I said at the very open, just uh, – you pro- I, I don't know if you heard this. What I said at the open was I'm not including Scott – That he was one of the guys I wasn't going to include in this conversation just because I don't think he would actually take it. I, see, I, I think, I think he might. You think he would? I think he's one that would listen. I think he's one that would listen. Because he's done as much as he can do at Baylor. And I know everybody's going to tell, well, they won a national title. They're in the top 10 every year now. I just don't know if you can sustain it. And you don't have NIL there. You don't have big-time NIL. I just think it's hard. He's done such a remarkable job. And what if he could somehow rebuild Louisville? He rebuilt the the most difficult rebuild in college basketball history, maybe. And if he could Baylor was not a rebuild. Baylor was not a rebuild. He built Baylor. He built built Whatever. He built it. He built it. He built it. He should have a statue in Waco when he leaves. And again, <laughs> to me, nobody's going to fault him if you go to a different league. Nobody's going to fault him for, for leaving for Louisville. I mean, Baylor fans won't be happy, but he gave him how many years? You know, it, it, it'd, be, it'd, probably be, it'd probably be up to his kids. Jeff Goodman on that. So it knew people were talking about him a little bit uh, during the last go round a little. Um, that would be he obviously has done a tremendous job at Baylor has gone from someone that was mocked, I think, a lot earlier in his tenure at Baylor um, to now, like, 
I mean, he's well-respected as one of the top coaches in the game, right? Yeah, no, no, I agree. So we'll react to that. We'll give updates on Carter Knox's visit via Instagram, a sense I never thought I'd utter here on these airwaves sure. on AM Sports Talk Radio. But yet, here we are. So we'll do that. We'll talk Kentucky, Carolina, Indiana, Kansas, Louisville women's basketball in Connecticut. I know you got thoughts about that. And then any other developments that may be transpiring during the break right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Hangover on your sports leader, ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Are you trying to get crazy with this, eh? Don't you know I'm looking? Hour number two, Sunday morning hangover, ESPN 680-1057. Thanks for being with us. Zach Cantrell, Phil Baker, Nick Curran with you. Brady Brom has a another another tweet. Is he employed by the university? I don't think so. He just it says new account Louisville football recruiting. He's a student there, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. It just People go, you know, crazy every time he tweets, and it usually means it, good news is coming. It looks like there might be another one coming. Go cards. Hashtag go cards. Hashtag Brom Squad. Hashtag let's play football. Hashtag Flyville. That's the tweet with the with the Jeff Brom let's play football meme. Oh, and there it is. Uh, the report, the South Alabama wideout transfer Colin Lacey has committed to Louisville. Okay. He tells on three sports. Well, there you go. Number five in the nation this year in receptions with 91 and yards. He had 1,316 yards. So Lacey now, the transfer from South Alabama, and Ja'Cory Brooks, the transfer from Alabama. Two wideouts in the fold now for the Cards uh, committing in the transfer portal. Of course, uh, Don Chaney, the running back from Miami. Miami. There's been a couple of big-time linemen gets as well, Uh, a couple of tight ends. So, uh Rebuilding in the portal. Number three in the 247 transfer portal ranking. So the Cardinals now have 10 commits and more are expected. So I know a lot of people uh, trying to turn their attention to football uh, in that regard. So that's something. uh, Look, I mean, I think it's a new we have to recalibrate our way of thinking of because, look, I, I love free agency at the professional level. And it, it just this is kind of a whole new world. Shout out to Aladdin and Jasmine. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, this is something that I'm attempting to try and like keep up with. Like, I'm not going to fake take it about a, a Harvard lineman or Thor. Uh, you know, the only other Thor. It's like the first last time Brom wasn't hired is, you know. St. Matthew's PD. Oh, yeah, yeah right. that was the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. But then, the, you know, a northern Illinois uh, player like, look, I mean, Zachy C maybe has watched. Uh, he's a football Freddy. Maybe he's watched that. But uh, look, I mean, Louisville, oh, just I, I was going to say, are you going to fake take it about um, the northern Colin Illinois? Lacey. Or sorry, northern the Illinois uh, lineman. No, I'm not going to fake take. Okay. Him. I, I'm a Mac guy, but I'm not that much okay. of a fake take. Not, guy. Okay. not much that not that much of a Mac guy. I don't lie in the weeds watching northern Illinois film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, they're picking up a lot of highly touted players in the portal, um, which is 
big time stuff. They got Ja'Cory Brooks. They got uh, Don Chaney from Miami. Yeah. Don Chaney, of course, is the guy who fumbled late in the Georgia Tech game, which Mario Cristobal should have taken a knee. That's not on him. But Don Chaney had a pretty good second half of the season. Do you I think? Mean, do you think that was the moment Don Chaney decided he was going to transfer? It would have been the moment I decided to transfer. That's for sure. I think it's possible. Ja'Cory Brooks had, you know, he had a big touchdown catch in the Iron Bowl a couple years ago that helped Alabama win that game, and he's been productive. So. Jeff Brom is going out and absolutely killing in the portal. Number and three transfer class. They've, they've got an identity, and they're using it. I love they, that's what Brom's doing. Zach's yeah. a big Dick Cheney fan. And they <laughs> – oh uh, so Jawar Jordan headed to the NFL draft. That was kind of lost in the Karan Davis news earlier in the week. But um, Ashton Gelati coming back, which is a big Huge. deal. And they might – we still don't know what – things look like for jamari thrash i don't no, think but i haven't heard anything about him but they could i mean they could have a pretty insane receiver room they're gonna tra- they're gonna take over uh trade over their entire roster from last year or almost their entire roster but i mean they're doing it in a way that it's not like colorado where they just had no trench play whatsoever they have good trench play yeah they're bringing back enough veteran leadership i mean this is a sustainable method at least i think for a couple years before brahm starts winning regularly and then they get more of a connection with the high school uh, talent and I, I think you can have a nice balance of both and I think so far he's been able to do that well I and think. I think too with, with everything that's going on I know Blankenbaker retweeted some sound I think it was from Andy Staples I'm not 100% sure but it, basically yeah, yeah said like how the NIL everything's just in place here and they've really been proactive with that and, and to bring it back to basketball and I know we're talking about football th- that's what I think whatever the next staff looks like you have those resources there and it, you would imagine, look, I mean, Carter Knox is on campus right now. So who knows what the discussions they're having with the, uh, the the NIL program, the 502 Collective over there. So I don't know what that, but you would think they would be able to use that as a crutch similar to the way they're able to do it for football uh, because it's been extremely, extremely su- uh, successful from yep. the football side of things. Yeah, there's no doubt it has. They've, that, uh, they've been able to hook it up there. That's what happens when you have a veteran coach who's done this before and is proactive as far as going out and getting into the portal. You got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text. Let me knock out a couple texts, and then I'm assuming that's Eric on of course, one. Yep. So there it is. Cronin uh, buyout would be twenty million. Uh, it's loading on me. That was the uh, twenty million plus KP plus the buyout for Cronin contract. That is a lot of money. We think we talked about that. South Car- uh, South Alabama guy just committed. Yes, uh, missed the first hour. Did Nick try to find any positive in, in KP and thinks he just needs more time? No, I don't think so. No. That wasn't the first hour. It was just, look, if you're turning this direction. I no, think you- I, I, I think, along with everyone else, that what is going to happen is inevitable at this point. I would just wait until after the season. Goodman is only talking about Drew to UofL because he knows that's Kentucky's first call when Cal retires, y'all. I think Popovich and Steve Kerr and Shaka Smart would come running. Huh, I'm just <laughs> effing with you. Yes, Steve okay. Kerr. No, I don't think so. The South Alabama. Well, I don't think they want Pop right now. Yeah, now win they're a game. Hey. Win a game with the Spurs first. They, they beat the Lakers finally, so now oh, okay. their fourth win of the season. Uh, is the Miami football transfer that running back who started against the Louisville? No, that was Mark no, Fletcher. Yes. Little Cypress Hill on a Sunday. Good job, Zach. You see, uh, Louie likes my music playlist. By the way, like it's decidedly different going back to like Dan Issel, of course. You know, country music, mm-hmm. and I'm here playing like Lincoln Park and Cypress Hill. Like you strike me as somebody who would do karaoke to Lincoln Park. I have before, and there it is. I, look, I, the, the Mike Shinoda part. I can't do the uh, Chester Bennington. I can't get up that high. Just think you can isolate that, Justin. Say I can't get up. Uh, four three seven nine six eighty. I still think that high would be pretty good too. 
437-9680, UPS Jobs Text Line. What do you guys think the spread on Thursday night will be? Oh, boy. 20 and a half. Any idea about how much NIL money UofL basketball has available? It seems to be minimal. Look, I, I think... If football has a lot of NIL money available, I can tell you that men's basketball probably has a lot of money available. And that's one of the uh, slights against KP is he's not utilizing that to the best of the ability. They so. had the number six recruiting well, well, class in the country this no. year. Again, but that's kind of the things that... Kenny Payne's comments that have come out from that. I'm with you on that, but this is what people have obviously used they, against him. Obviously, they've done something with it because they have a really good recruiting class this year. By all accounts, they have a lot of talent. I'm going to be an internet sleuth and go to Carter Knox's Instagram page, so I never thought I'd say that, but here we are. Uh, let's go to Eric up next. Do we want to do that? Yeah. Eric, how are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? Boy, you sound like you had a rough Saturday. Yeah, boy, man. Uh, not well. Yeah, um, I was screaming at the the refs really yesterday, and you know, I, with women's basketball, that's sort of like you know, repeat, press, repeat, press, repeat. But you know, when were you over there when Coach Wallace got that technical, Nick? I mean, was he? Close to getting a second one. <laughs> uh, we were across the floor, um, so was not right there by him. I would say, uh, judging by body language and attempting to read lips from across the floor, yes, I think he was close to getting a second one uh, because he kind of let them have it uh, afterwards. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was close. I think it was a good technical to uh, to get because – uh, the officiating was horrible. Um, <laughs> it might have been as bad as Louisville's defense was yesterday. Uh, I, I think that um, it's now nowhere near the reason they lost the game, but it was just – it was atrocious. It was really, really bad. It was. Um, you know, that, that game Wednesday against uh, the Huskies, that's going to be a big game. That, that's, a, that's a chance to, you know, inch up. I still think they have us ranked too low. But where we're at, but um, yeah. So Wednesday, Wednesday's going to be a big one. But y'all, I tell you what, I went and saw Santa Claus, y'all. Mm. And so did uh, I. I <laughs> he, uh, you know, I was like, Santa, I have a wish list, and you know, his his little elf there and him, they sort of looked and they said, "You're on our naughty list." Mm. The elf said, "We're watching you, so you better watch out." And I was like, "Well, Santa, I just have this list of." things that I would like to see for 2024 and here they are that Louisville football wins a football championship that men's basketball let's just get to the final four okay, okay. all right we start with reasonable expectations uh women's basketball win it all women's volleyball win it all and then for baseball to win it all, we would twenty twenty four could be you know the twenty thirteen year of the Cardinal Redux. That'd be good. Maybe Santa can make it happen. Well, it sounded like you enjoyed sitting on Santa's lap, Eric. Uh, we got a full bank of calls, buddy. We'll talk to you next week, possibly. I think uh, we're working out of that, but we're planning on having a show next week. So appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Merry Christmas if we don't talk to you. Merry Christmas to y'all, and uh, talk to you next week. I was going to ask, but uh, yeah, hopefully y'all have a show. Yeah, we'll talk next week. Y'all have a great week. Thanks, bud. Merry Christmas. Thanks, right. Eric. Two six seven nine six eighty. Who do we have next? Uh, Brian. 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 I'm next here on the Sunday morning hangover. Yeah, What's up, Brian? Brian. 
Brian. Brian. Brian. Oh, sorry, Brian. Hi, Ryan. Sorry about that. Yeah. How are you, Ryan? How are you feeling, buddy? Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm doing a lot better, Phil. I got to go for a colostomy in January sometime, but I don't want to do it, but I guess I have to do it. Godspeed. But anyway, Kentucky, that North Carolina game, they always play a uh, they always play pretty even, you know, because they play a lot alike. But that Baycott guy, man, he elbowed a uh, uh, big guy from Kentucky. I can't even think of his name. Bradshaw? Back. He knocked, yeah, he knocked him down, man. And they didn't. They just act like it didn't even happen, you know, like it didn't see it. And pretty physical. And Kentucky had four freshmen on the, on the floor, so they did get some experience. But with them two big guys back, they stay healthy. They may make a run, but I, I I believe UConn will win it all like it did last year. I think they got the best team. Of course, they could get upset. Murder's and row of games. They've uh, they've been challenged. That is dominant sure. win over Gonzaga yeah. on Friday night. Yeah. yeah, I know they lost some players, but I feel sorry for Coach Payne. Most of his Kentucky guys, we like him, uh, but man, I, I I don't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do with him. You know what I'm saying? But I know them Louisville guys. You know that. Ball players that played there. I met a lot of them going to Coach Crum and uh, Coach Hall's. Uh, when Coach Crum would do the uh, down at Johnny's, I met a lot of them guys. They were all nice to me, uh, even though I was a Kentucky fan. But uh, Bellarmine, they, they took a tough loss. Uh, that Evansville team is that team any good? Or yeah, I think they're uh, seven and two or eight and two. They've uh, they've had a good year so far. Um, and Bellerman finally got Ben Johnson back yesterday. So um, hopefully, you know, they've just been so riddled with injuries. Uh, I think Bash Whelan's out now. So um, if they can hopefully get some guys healthy and, and getting Ben back healthy will hopefully be a big deal as, as they can kind of move forward with, um, yeah, I got to, with him I back got in the talk. fold in practice. Yeah, I got to talk to Paul Rogers the other day. Nick let me talk to him, and I'll tell you the question I asked him. I got to talk to Bob, and I wished him well. I told him I've been through a little bit. I ain't been through nothing that man had. That man, that, that man's an iron man, what he's been through. But I asked Paul Rogers, and I got to talk to him. I hit him with this question. I said, who do you think's the best coach, Coach Patino or Coach Crum? And he didn't really know what to say, but thanks for taking my call. Oh, Ryan, before we get out of here, you got to do your Adolph Rupp impersonation and wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Yes. He's already ah! gone. All good, Ryan. Just Save it for the podcast. I tried. He has a good Adolph Rupp impersonation. 267-968 is the phone number. Uh, seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays. They're in a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. He's Nick Kern. Zach E.C. behind the glass. Phil Baker here. Appreciate you making us a part of your day. And we know you have many, 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 many local sports talks uh, options during the 10 to noon time slot on Sunday. So appreciate you making us a part of your day. Do people nowadays even know what Adolph Rupp's voice sounds like? Have you seen the movie Glory Road? Yes, I have. Something probably along those lines. Presumably. Shut Presumably. Um, real quick, Eric brought it up. Did want to talk a little bit about Louisville women's basketball losing at UConn. Yesterday it was an 86-62 Connecticut win. Uh, first half, incredibly entertaining. Neither team could really guard the other. Both teams were shooting it at a... Uh, well, a very high clip at halftime. Uh, it was a four-point game. UConn was up four at the half. Uh, High-scoring game at halftime as well. It was uh, 46-42 at the half. But the second half, um, just Louisville offensively uh, had trouble. Um, they, they, they missed a lot of good shots. 
um, I think, and, and, and probably took some bad ones, turned the ball over too much. Uh, UConn basically pumped out the same offense they had in the first half. Uh, you know, Jeff Walls, after the game, talked about how the defense just hasn't been uh, where he wants it to be yet this year. And so um, I think that's going to be important when the offense isn't there and shots aren't falling to be able to guard, and they couldn't do that. UConn has had a lot of injuries this year. Uh, but they're still really good. Um, they still have just about every player they have is a high school All-American. And uh, Paige Becker's back after missing last year, scored 20. Aubrey Griffin was really the X factor, came off the bench and had 25. She's a senior. Uh, they're going to need her to step up with all the injuries they've had. And she did yesterday and was really, really good. And, of course, Aaliyah Edwards is really good, too. Uh, 22 points. Kiki Jefferson battled for Louisville in um, – you know, transfer from JMU in a game like that had 19 and six. I think she had 15 points in the first half, a stretch of scoring 11 straight uh, in the half. Olivia Cochran, 12 points. Sydney Taylor had 13. Uh, o had 12 points and six boards. Both her and Kiki really battled. But um, unfortunately, UConn too much in the second half. And now, as Eric mentioned, big game coming up on Wednesday, 7 o'clock. You'll hear it on 93.9 The Ville. Hopefully you can make it out to the KFC Yum Center. Last game before the Christmas break for uh, the Cards. It'll be an undefeated Washington team. They beat St. Mary's yesterday. They're 11-0. and And they will probably be ranked... Uh, in the top 25, they were the first team receiving votes in the AP poll, like the third team receiving votes in the coaches' poll. So uh, should be a top 25 team coming to the Yum Center on Wednesday night and a, a really big game. Louisville trying to go into the Christmas break at 11-2 and two will be a big challenge and a chance to get a, a really good win going into the break and before ACC play starts. So that's a big one. Hopefully folks can make it out. Um, would be great to have a big crowd, little holiday season hoops, Wednesday night, a 7 o'clock tip at the KFC Yum Center, Louisville and Washington. It'll be an undefeated Huskies team coming in. So uh, it's disco night as well, I believe. I don't know exactly what that entails, but that's going to be showing a little chest lettuce or something, a little Saturday night fever. No, I don't think I will, but uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of people um, throughout the crowd that will be dressed in their best, like... 70s garb, perhaps. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. To hear producing on the fly. I did. Zachy I, I'm, Zachy I'm, try, I'm trying to stall as long Zach, as possible Zachy now. What else can we like, talk you about? You gotta get the Ryan, damn it. We'll do it live now. Ryan's gonna do his Adolf Rupp impersonation. I guess we'll go to him now. Ryan, how are you, buddy? Welcome back. Now, before, I, before I do this, Phil, now I heard tell, and I don't know if it's true, but I heard tell that Coach Rupp had a farm and Joe B. All had a farm. And he actually kind of said this, what I'm going to tell you. It's what I heard through the grapevine. Okay, coming down you know in three, two, one, and I go. I missed that farm so bad that I bought me another farm. And there's two things I don't like. That's peas and dribbling. And I told you, boys, to pass the ball more. Thanks for taking my call and Merry Christmas to all y'all at ESPN and everybody. Ho, ho, ho. There we go. Stepped on the beginning of it. I apologize, but I was trying to give him a countdown, but he was ready to go. He was armed up. Zach, you see, hopefully that warms your heart this uh, holiday season. Don't all UK fans sound like (laughs) Adolf Rupp coming down on the text line. I was going to say, I don't know if that was a Rupp impersonation. There's a lot of people you could just use that as your impersonation for. Yeah, I think you're jealous because he's in your lane or your avenue. 
I think you're jealous of Ryan's impersonation because you kind of got the Trump impersonation. What other impersonations do you Patrick from SpongeBob many times. No, Patrick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Goodman has lost all credibility with me because he says UofL has no NIL and major basketball is a manner, a major rebuild. Zero credibility with me. I don't even believe he has sources here. That coming down on uh, the text line. UofL fans, uh, Louisville's urging all <laughs> fans to wear blue at the Kentucky game will help move along a replacement. Don't let us down. Okay. I think there's going to be plenty of blue at that game. I have a hunch. I agree. Uh, all right, let's get let's switch it up to Kentucky real quick. I know we got a couple pieces of uh, sound from Calipari yesterday. There's a texter who's did UK play yesterday. Yes, we opened the show talking about how it was a great win for that. So calm down if you want to produce the show. Zach C at ESPN Louisville, he's doing a great job for that. He wants to talk that too. Yes, but, I do. But look, this is Big Z. Big Z has thoughts on the game. Big like, do. Z. Big Z. But look, I mean, Kentucky went down there. I, I think the the biggest takeaway is just. What the freshman did. 62 yeah, points from the freshman. And look, I, you know I'm in love with Robert Dillingham. I love I his am game. Too. Big fan of his game. Uh, Aaron Bradshaw coming in, and I know that was a I've, question mark with what he was going to look like. Well, and, and uh, to me, you know, the the additions of Bradshaw and Onyenso on the defensive end of the floor, huge, um, just with the size. And in a game like yesterday where you're going to have to deal with Armando Baycott, uh, having those guys available, I think you it, it may be hard to quantify um, on the defensive end of the floor, but Baycott was pretty well held in check. Nine points, six boards. He had six turnovers yesterday, so they did a really nice job on him. Onyenso had three block shots. Um, you know, Aduthiero was incredible, too, with four blocks on the oh, defensive the end of the floor. Oh, yeah. it was God, pretty. Was nice. Um, yeah, I love this team. We've talked about it a lot. I, I love this group. I think... Isolate play- that, Zachy C. How about that? How about I mean, they're that? fun to watch. They play really unselfish, and it's hard to get a team that plays this unselfishly when you're spearheaded by this many freshmen, but 15 assists on 30 baskets yesterday. Um, John Calipari finally said, you might have the sound in the postgame presser, that this is the way the game's going now. You have to have three-point shooters. Uh, so he's finally there, and, and they do have guys that can knock down the three. Uh, DJ Wagner played really well yesterday. I was impressed by him, and I, I like Dillingham. Obviously, Reed Shepard's so much fun to watch, and, and I DJ Wagner's been kind of much maligned. By the way, your boy Strebel, I don't, I don't know what he was into last night, but he was taking some shots. Oh, <laughs> I Shock, mean, shocker. No. Strebel, well, Strebel well, I mean, taking both, shots. I mean, in, in more ways than one probably last night he was taking some shots. Uh, but he was taking some shots at, you know, a guy I think people will hear coming up here. On, <laughs> if we don't go to Colts coverage. I actually no, played well, yesterday. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Steelers uh, yesterday. So, I, uh, I, yeah, it was – uh, it was kind of surrounding DJ Wagner and whether he should be in the starting lineup or not. But I, I think he should continue to be in the lineup. Boy, he, he, uh, I, I, it's just it's a fun team up and down the roster and the young guys and it's a great mix because you have Trey Mitchell who transferred in from West Virginia who kind of provides that veteran steadying leadership at times and you have an Antonio Reeves who's been at Kentucky. Um, you know, and, and Reeves and Dillingham were struggling to score in the first half, but um, it didn't matter. And I, I think the other thing, and I was listening to some of it on the radio while driving around before I went back and watched it later, and um, uh, Goose Gibbons talking about this, and, and I agree, like, the way they were able – so, obviously, 
we've seen Kentucky teams over the years. They like to run. This team's perfectly comfortable running, I think, and getting up and down. But that's really what Carolina wants to do. They want to get up and down and play fast. And uh, Kentucky, probably when they were at their best yesterday, were able to kind of get the game into uh, at least kind of slow it down on their end, get into a half-court game and, and try to make Carolina guard them in the half court and uh, Carolina often couldn't do it and obviously it got a lot of fun uh, RJ Davis got off to a slow start but he hit that kind of step back jumper in the second half and then he was off to the races and uh, him going back and forth with uh, various guys in the Kentucky side was a lot of fun but uh, that's uh, this team can play different ways they can play in the half court they can get up and down um, on the defensive end I think there's probably still a few question marks but when you have those bigs and Bradshaw and Onyenso down low I think that's going to really help as they get more into it um, and yeah I, I th- there's not a lot to not like about this team no, uh, to I me agree. to me they're a team that could definitely be in the final four and and they're just so much fun to watch. And well, we've seen them get and tested. And I think you saw times. this too. They have been yeah. tested. And that, that's the thing. And I, and I think with the big guys being back, you know, you were concerned if that style of play would be changed. And here's what Cal had to say post game about that. And I think it was very uh, telling. It says they're not changing their style for the bigs coming back. And I know that's something that a lot of people had concerns about. But here's what like, Cal had look, to say. I, you know what's amazing? We had a big guy, and everybody thought we were going to walk it up the court. Somebody told me. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're playing. Fa- this is who we are because we got all back. But again, to try to. Yeah, no, this is who we are. Now we got a five guy that can play like he's a three or a four. So you play the same way. John Calipari post game about, you know, they're not changing what they're getting the ball up the court. It's just kind of this mundane yeah, offense has been when, kind of a detriment to them in years past. When teams get back, though, they can play in the half court. And we saw them do that. We've seen them do it a lot this year, but we saw them do it multiple times yesterday where Carolina gets back. But Car- I mean, we know Carolina wants to get up and down huge amount of possessions in a game. That's what they want. And they don't really want to have to guard you uh, for too long. That's been kind of the Carolina brand, and uh, I thought Kentucky was able to take advantage of that. And a lot of poise, like Carolina came back to take the lead pretty late in the second half, and and uh, you know Kentucky largely with four freshmen on the floor didn't blink. A lot of poise in that spot, and um, that that's what's so impressive too. To you guys talking about them being tested, um, a lot of resolve there. You know, it kind of felt like if Carolina could just get over that hump and take the lead, uh, they kept cutting into it that maybe they'd be able to to go on to a win. But um, yeah, in the they, final eleven seconds, throw into the ball. It looked like there was a set play, but the guy wasn't ready for it. On shades of yes. shades of the early eighties and a yes. national championship game there. Unfortunately, the North Carolina guys didn't even want to foul down the stretch. I don't know what happened there, but. The thing I liked about I didn't think they should have. I thought that was actually a really smart play by them. But who for Kentucky not to foul? North Carolina. Oh, oh, I was gonna yeah. say Cal said he wanted to. Yeah, so Cal, I just wanted, it. Yeah. Cal wanted to foul. He just didn't do it. The thing I liked is the fact that they were able to dominate the glass, forty three, thirty two, and I thought they struck a nice balance of 
you know, employing the big guys, but not slowing the game down. They were still going up and down the floor. I the only thing I would change for Calipari is I don't like at the end of games how you know he takes the air out of the ball sometimes and plays a little one on one. But I mean, that's just kind of nitpicking. But I don't think that's him though. I think that's I mean, that's the system. That, that's exactly that. that. That's Cal's not changing his ways no. for that at this juncture they in his career. They've also but, beaten Miami. They've beaten North Carolina. Now they've got three or two ACs. They're right wins. there with Kansas. Yeah, I mean, sure I know are. it didn't correlate yeah. the win, but the Wilmington it, game. I think that's the outlier. Of, of course it thing. is. And of course they've it been is. tested against St. Joe's. They've been tested against Penn. And what I like about Kentucky is nothing seems to phase them. Like this is a group of freshmen. A lot of people would be concerned about them in a close game. I'm not concerned about them in a close game. If they lose, it's going to be because somebody out executed them, not because they were afraid of the moment or anything like that. And, and look, Dillingham, Shepard. We thought me and Louie talked about this on. Friday. We thought maybe this would be a game where someone went off. Malik Monk style a couple years ago when Kentucky beat him. You gotta get monked. That's right. But nobody really went off. The wing score in the game was uh, Dillingham. He had 17. They were they played, I thought, a good game, but I don't think Kentucky played a great game necessarily, and they still beat a top ten team. They missed that a lot of shots. The ceiling they have, yeah, especially in the first half. I'd I like thought. To, I would like to see DJ Wagner start finishing a little more under the basket because how many this team missed a lot of layups. What and said yesterday they were eight for twenty four on layups. That's a concern, but. When you can do that and still beat a pretty good North Carolina team, shows you the kind of ceiling this team has. Cal is 6-1 against AP Top 10 UNC teams at Kentucky. So that's something I know that was circulating Eight on there. Four against North Carolina. Yeah, so I know that's uh, something that's other. Well, here's what Cal had to describe on the final 11 seconds of the game, Ed, when the Tar Heels turned it over. One other thing. Yes. The, the late game, um, Bradshaw getting fouled. It was, it was very odd. Because I agree with Brad Nessler and Bill Raftery. It felt like more than three seconds on the shot clock, but I guess it wasn't. Yeah. Um, that was it, odd how they didn't give him continuation. They gave him the foul, but not the continuation. Yeah, the I agree whole, with you the, whole, the whole thing seemed like it took forever. And then, yes, if they were calling a foul, I kind of thought maybe he, the basket should have counted. Should count. um, yeah. It looked like different arenas, by the way, because I don't know if you all saw the UCLA-Ohio State yeah. game. There was nobody no, there. No, there was nobody there. Well, why would there be anybody? Well, but, I mean... Ohio State, I guess proximity, but they're not one of if people that know that was supposed to be Indiana spot, but they didn't want to be in there. That's why Ohio State's kind of the LA. Sorry, Zach, you see. It's true. But it's one of the reasons that they were trying to emulate the uh, the, the Champions Classic for CBS and have some fun with that. But yeah, we, but, did, we did look up the NCAA rules about that, by the way. The basket should have counted. The, the officials messed that up. Yeah, I mean, I would. I would think. But here's what Cal had to say. Unless they said he got fouled before he That's was going up said. to shoot, but. It was close. Yeah. Well, here is the final possession, a crazy sequence, uh, what Cal had to say about his thoughts on that, possibly if it loads. Anything. I got in the huddle and I just said, there's 11 seconds to go. Do you want to foul when they get to half court? Naturally, they said, no, that we're going to switch. Then I saw Cadeau in the game and I told Reed, when he crosses half court, foul him so that it doesn't even go to Davis. That was me. And but he just said, I decided not to. Okay. Cal going on his uh, little diatribe there. Got to love it. Apologies for the sound of the background. That was, uh, I stole that from Kent Spencer. So it's appreciate always, his, his it's always okay. I decided not to. It's all fine if it works out and it worked out well. If it hadn't worked out, then there might have been a little. Last bit. one uh, on his freshman. We talked about it. 62 points for the freshman. A talented, talented bunch. Here's what Cal says. He likes where his freshmen are right now at this stage of the season. Uh, post- they balled. And I'm telling you, that is a veteran team. They came in with one idea. They were going to be physical with us. That's what they did. And you know what? 
we held our own. I mean, this is a, a group of young, talented basketball players that are still learning. We're not near where we should be or where we will be. Um, but I'm kind of liking where we are at this stage of the season. The upside of this team is really up. But let's see if we can get there. I mean, that's right. They did bowl, and um, it's that it was an impressive win. And I, I think um, looking forward to, obviously, they've got Louisville coming up on Thursday, but looking forward to seeing what this team does in, in the SEC. Um, I think they've solidified themselves as the favorite in the SEC. Probably. I don't think any doubt about it. Uh, Tennessee's probably still in the mix yeah, a little bit yeah, there. Yeah, the top three-ish, I would say, is kind of where they are right and now. And Ole Miss sneaky with Chris Beard yes. could be a factor, too. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're, they're legit. Um, they are legit. And people, you know let's rewind to where they were one year ago. People were calling for John Calipari's job. Oh, the Texas. He was in the circulation of him going to Texas. And now, like, this team has a chance. I mean, they're a national title contender, in my mind, with the way they play. No Um, question. It's, it's, you know, and and they knew they had this recruiting class coming in, and that was always something uh, that was talked about. But some people kind of mocked it and said, well, what's he going to do with that? And, like, here it is, and it's it's come to fruition because these guys are really good. They're really talented, but it's also the mentality um, that they're they're willing to to be unselfish and willing to play in a way um, that that gets everybody the ball, gets everybody involved, and it's just so much fun. To Russ watch. just had or say Russ. He reminds me of Russ Smith of just kind of the randomness of Robert Dillingham. Obviously, Russ has a much more seasoned senior, but like just the, the the quickness, just the the randomness of some plays, being creative with the basketball. So much fun to watch. Big fan of his. Uh, if you missed the UK postgame show, I know our buddy Ince and Gandolfo and Zachy C were on that head over the podcast center. If you wanted to listen to that reminder coming up after us about 1230 or so on 93 nine the ville you got louisville basketball and pepperdine pregame coverage begins on 93 nine the ville and the espn louisville app our alex white network coverage begins at 12 30 and after the broadcast we got you for the Coors light postgame show with taylor lynch godspeed uh, after yeah, right. that you got the cardinals and 49ers on espn 680 around four o'clock or so jaguars and ravens 7 30 on espn 680 1057 and then the uh, ravens and jaguars broadcast uh, on 93 nine the ville presented by our good friends over at liquor bar so, reminder, we got you covered all week long uh, previewing, I was going to say the Governor's Cup, but the Battle of the Bluegrass for basketball here locally. And we are your home for bowl season, too, if you're driving around. I know we had the L.A. Bowl on there. Is that the Gronk presented by Gronk? Yes. Yeah, okay. that's the Gronk Bowl. So, we had that in the Myrtle Beach Bowl yesterday. So, for those that are just, if you're driving around during the weeks leading up to um, New Year's Day, we're going to have a bowl game on and additional programming. So, uh, on the other side, we can put a bow on if there's any news with the KP stuff you want to talk about. Brian and what he's able to do in the transfer portal with the Louisville football. We can do that. And what else is going on to close out the show? How does that sound? Sounds wonderful. Let's do Appreciate it. Appreciate the feedback. So on the other hey, no side, problem. <laughs> on the other side, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker.
He had plastic bags wrapped round his shoes. He was covered with the evening news. Had a pair of old wool socks on his hands. The bank sign was flashing five below. It was freezing rain and spitting snow. He was curled up behind some garbage cans. Was afraid that he was dead. I gave him a gentle shake. When he opened up his eyes, I said, "Oh man, are you okay?" He said, "I just climbed out of a cottonwood tree." A little Craig Morgan. I, I thought it was a little pump. I could see where that would. Possibly. I was thinking the baby myself. Zach, you, you like a little pump? I'm not. He's all right. I've never seen this person before in my life. Never seen a little pump before? He's got some crazy tats on his face, though. I know his music, but I've never that seen ne- what he Yeah, like. that really narrows it down. It does. Zach loves a little pump every now and then. Uh, this is Craig Morgan, Almost Home. Great song. Feels somewhat fitting in some ways. Today? our country song of the week yes it is shout out to drew brown driving back from atlanta listening he's almost to us. home well i don't know that atlanta traffic it's probably like the i am legend or day after tomorrow there probably you when you're going across like those 10 lanes in atlanta by the way i got stuck in atlanta about a year ago and i was listening to preseason football with west durham on the call of the falcons network i think against the panthers and i found myself sitting in traffic and i listened to like two quarters listen. and i was like this yeah. is rock bottom i'm listening to preseason not no slight on west durham it's like, no, west no. durham's great west great durham's job. wonderful it's like sure. one of my favorite broadcasters yes. but i said i haven't moved but maybe 50 yards and i've listened to two quarters of an nfl game what's worse <laughs> la traffic or atlanta los traffic? angeles yeah, LA. Traffic. It's not even close. It's Los Angeles. I I swore to myself I would never complain about Louisville traffic. Yeah, which I know I've broken multiple times compared to that. But after sitting in Los Angeles traffic, I will never complain. People here maybe. can't merge. I will say that it's the it's way worse than Columbus as far as mer- just merging onto the highway. Columbus drivers aren't very good either, but. Yeah, uh, here yeah. it's you know I, yeah. we're, we're in the we're in the fishbowl. I for do that. not the biggest pet peeve I have, and I okay. do not get this. Go. And when it comes to driving, I don't understand how people all of a sudden lose the ability to drive with rain. Like I get snow or I get ice or something that actually impacts your driving ability. Rain should not impact your driving ability unless it's just pouring down buckets of rain. Well, just we, a little rainstorm, nothing. It shouldn't. We got Dominique Toretto behind the glass today. Family. Uh, all that. All right. It's your least favorite segment. It's our favorite segment. We close out the show with what else is going on before maybe a Christmas break next week, which I think we're going to do a podcast. Though. And now it's time for what else is going on with Nick Curran and Nick Evans and Zachy C and Phil Baker. All right. Working on that imaging. That's a New Year's resolution right there. All right. No new updates on the KP stuff. So reminder, listen over on 93.9 The Ville around 1230 or so uh, and catch all of that. The broadcast, Paul Rogers, Bobby V will be down there. Taylor Lynch has you covered for the Coors Light post-game show. I just wanted to say happy Festivus to everybody. Oh, too. it That's is coming Festi- up on Saturday. Do you no, know? It's on Saturday, yeah. Do you know what his groomsman cake was? And happy birthday to no. my mom because her mom. That's what was the her, groomsman her birthday? Cake? It was a Seinfeld groomsman cake. You know what Fantastic. it said? No, it no. had a lot of different things. What's on the, it. What did the license plate say? You gonna make me say it? Yeah, ass man. Yeah, yes, it's, it's from the. 
It had a lot of different things on it. It had just various Seinfeld figures on it. Most notably oh, Ass Man, fantastic. though. Okay, apparently. Big Ass Man. All right. I uh, would say I have a lot of problems with you people, but we just... That, airing grievances is what we do on radio every day, so... That's, Pretty much, yes. Yeah. That's I want exactly the poll. Right. So, want, so you know the joke. The, the joke out there was that KP was George Costanza because he got Carter Knox here. By the way, Carter Knox apparently on campus. He was at courtside at the KFC Yum Center. I can confirm via a 17 to 19 year old's Instagram post. Save that, Sofro. That Kenny Payne was coaching. Wasn't Karan Davis more George Costanza? You know, after he quit his job and then showed up the next day as if nothing happened. Yeah, good point. Hmm. Just sitting in the stands like Sting. All right. Oh, um, did, you, did you take that seriously? That wasn't serious. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty great if that was like the inspiration behind it all. That's that's the good stuff. All right. Uh, first up, it's bowl season. I know Nick didn't watch any. Zachy C, did you watch any bowl games? You're a football Freddy. Did you watch yeah, any? Yeah, I bo- watched a little bits and pieces. How about the Ohio Bobcats? You know, down a backup quarterback, down a backup running back. They were able to get the win. And, you know, hey, uh, Kirk Herbstreit, it only took two bowl games for uh, a team to win with a backup quarterback. So there's that. But, you know, I, I mostly watched the NFL Speaking yesterday. of action. Yeah, how about yeah, the Bobcats carrying the Mac, baby? Let's go. By the way, did you see the Andrea Adelson piece? I know we're always talking about conference realignment here and whatnot, but did you see what Bill Hancock put out there? Use the, the term so-called. the so-called Power Five conference in the letter that Senator Rick Scott sent to Florida see, State. I, I think That's so disrespectful. I don't think it really was. Um, I think that he was using that, and I I would like to see more context on this, but. I, I believe he was using that in a general way. It's important. Say, Here's the quote. It is say, imp- it's important to know the college football playoff doesn't use the term Power 5 or P5. Exactly. I'm going to call you NC. I'm going to call you ZC. I already do, by the way. I'm yeah, going right. to call you Big Z. Yeah. Right. Uh, while the media and others use the term P5 to refer to the ACC, Big 10, Pac-12, uh, SEC, and Big 12, we use the term A5 or Autonomy 5 instead. So in response to Senator Scott's reference to Power 5 Conference, I inserted the term so-called to mean people may call these five conferences Power 5, but that's not our official language. I would use the so-called when uh, any five yes. conferences referenced in the Power Five is my use of the response. It was not meant to offend or disrespect to any and that's conference. How I was reading it when I when I saw the quote, I, I, I read said, it as he was trying to super kick Jim Phillips. No, yeah, that's, I, that's I, I read it as I think he's trying to use as a general term like that it, the so-called Power Five. Like that's um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was going after the ACC. Bill there. Hancock doesn't have much credibility with me, so I, I don't. Well, really, I'm I not know. giving him much of a break. I know, here. but I, I think, uh, I think everyone's very sensitive about the ACC right now. But I, I don't think that was a shot at the ACC. All right, there you go. Uh, four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. A couple more stories out there. Did you see Tiger Woods and Charlie Woods? Oh yeah. I mean, this kid's out driving all of us. Charlie Woods yeah. had a 321-yard hole. He carried a drive 323 yards. Like, this guy's going to break all of his dad's records. Is he? That's he mo- a, eh, I, I don't mean, know. easy, Zach. He's he's going to be really, really good. Easy, Big Z. Hey. Big Z's got takes. If I trust any athlete's son to go out and dominate, I trust Tiger Woods' I son. I mean, I think Charlie Did you trust Michael good. Jordan's son? Well, yeah. maybe in the relationship no, department. No, maybe but. not so much. Shout out to Washington. Miss Pippen. Yeah, no, I, I got you there. I just, uh, yeah, I don't. I think it's a lot to put on young Charlie. I, he's going to break all his dad's records. I think Tiger's doing a decent job balancing. Like, he's not the overbearing dad. 
I think he's letting Charlie just do his thing. He's not the over. Oh, okay. Man, you're, you're just playing wow. Dr. Phil up there. That's my bit. Uh, four three seven nine six eight. Let me knock out some text. Where's the points. text? Who are the 20-somethings talking about overbearing dad? <laughs> UFL is building a top fin, uh, top 15 roster in football. Portal Brom at it again. Yes, we, we've talked Absolutely. about it. Uh, let's see. Is the song about, Is that song about KP? <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty depressing song. I mean. Yeah, kind of was. I mean, it's, okay. a, it's a great song. Uh, did you see the flood bowl game in Orlando last night? Did you see what uh, Booger had to say? No. He said he loved playing in the rain. You know why? Yeah. Why? Because he could pee on himself That's and no right. one would know. No one is. would care. Yeah. Spoken like a defensive lineman. That sounds right. Football Freddy. With the rain and it's driving, it's hard to see the lines. It sucks, especially at nights. God bless you guys. There you go. I mean, uh, Big Z should make a floozy fill ornament for the fabulous one. <laughs> <laughs> you like that. Anyone reach out to Coach? Anyone know what could Coach Patino's bias? This guy has said this multiple okay. times. Look, I, I, I applaud you. I just, that is not happening. I don't think it is. Uh, great not sh- with that attitude. No, it's, well, yeah, there That's it is. Uh, great show as always. Listening this morning, traveling to Jacksonville. Go Lamar. Henry C. Coming down. All right, I knocked out some of the text there. That's uh, going to be a fun game tonight. It is going to be a fun one. Do you all care? care about the Tommy DeVito agent stuff. Oh, I no, love it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was funny. It's a little much stuff. now. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It it's was a great lot. for a couple days. It's a lot. Uh, did you see Chip Kelly's rant? Yes. I was trying to pull that up. Okay, so I don't know if it's too long, and it's probably going to have to kill this music if I don't have to do that, but it's about two minutes. Oh, we got time. We can do that real quick. Chip Kelly. I was going to ask you about Shohei Itani, but I know... Uh, yeah, a lot of money. A lot of it deferred good for him okay here's what it sounded like for chip kelly yesterday what he would do with college sports let me pull this up possibly come on old faithful there we go here's chip is it playing oh i think i have something else up in the background so it's not gonna let me play essentially what he said was he would separate football from all the other sports and football would be its own thing and they would have the 60 some odd what are now quote power five teams now and then the 60 of them this, okay, the sixty some odd non power five teams group of five teams would be, and then they would play regionally, and you'd you'd play seven games within your own region, and then one year you'd play four against the East, or like the, obviously UCLA would be in the West. So one year they play four against the East, one year maybe they play four against the South. And, and he's then, right; he said it's what Notre Dame does. Yeah, yeah, he said it's you know Notre Dame is independent in football. He thinks everybody should be independent in football, and then the conferences would serve. The other sports. It was actually a really good plan. He also is in favor, he said, because each of these leagues get big TV deals, they'd be able to get one giant TV the deal Amazon for everybody. The Amazon division. Absolutely. The Netflix yeah, division. Call it different divisions, which I think is also uh, probably pretty dead on. Uh, once, and also thinks the players should be um, in on revenue sharing. Chip Kelly for NCAA commissioner. No, no kidding. That was the first thing that I'm I, with them up until the revenue sharing part. I'm, I'm not as sure. Them. I'm not as sure how that part goes. Uh, by the way, this for those that care about fantasy football, no playoffs are going to Tyree Kill is out. He's out. Ankle, and that I means, traded him away. And whoever got him in the playoffs, good is luck. Probably, no. yeah. yeah, I'm like the Jeff Fisher of my fantasy football leagues. Perfectly. I'm in the dynasty league. I'm going to be going. I've, I got a first round pick out of Tyreek next year, so yeah, I'm, yeah. Out of, I'm out of the fantasy playoffs. But the good news is I'm not in last, so I'm not getting the trophy named after me. That's a, the punishment for our fantasy league is the guys getting the trophy named after him, and we're probably going to give him another punishment that he probably doesn't see coming. So 
You can't do that. What are you sure going to give can. him a... Everyone has to know what's on the line going into it. Get a tattoo? Like, what, what are you no, talking? We told, we told him there'd be another punishment. We just like, told him what it is. Like, what are you thinking? Are we, are we just yeah. talking about you got to sit in a Waffle House for 24 hours? No, 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 no. That's, no. that's so played, right? No, no what we're going to do is like make him do like a stand-up comedian, comedy show, except we write the jokes. <laughs> that's dangerous. But, but in front of who? Oh, well, I'll get Louisville Laugh or somebody to do it. Oh, wow. Boy, the confidence is just <laughs> I mean, oozing out of me. You really I mean, were dead on with what you talked about earlier in the show. Yeah. Look, I mean, were, it's, it's, it's it's a blind spot were, for him, but it's this is where he, how he's going to operate. Uh, you the S- wheel and deal, baby. Uh, you, yeah, you, you, you wheel and you, you do something. I don't know if it's dealing, but the Georgia-Alabama game was announced uh, on December 14th. Every Hilton Marriott within 35 miles of Tuscaloosa is already sold out. Roll damn tide. How many are there in the Tuscaloosa area? If they were smart, they would have a bunch, uh, you know, kind of hybrid, an Airbnb Kmart or something like that. <laughs> they would have Kmart still in Alabama. That's a good joke, right? There yeah, the Thank Airbnb you. Kmart. That, there it is. I mean, some, as a kid, I always thought, like, what would Ryan it be like Steakhouse. to just live here? It'd People do that on TikTok at Walmart. I mean, you could. Uh, it's I like mean, a thing. Like, seriously, they I, see I'm how many. Sh- I'm sure they do. But you could, I mean. Like, I was just thinking as, like, you know, you live here, you could play as a kid, like, hide-and-seek in here. It'd be great. You've got uh, all the food you could want. You've got bathrooms. Maybe not a shower. The shower is a thing that I overlooked in my youth that that would be more important People to People in Alabama now. don't use showers very oh, often. Boy, we're, we're, we're right okay. in uh, Kentucky. We're not much better, my friend. So, unless you've been on the I-95 corridor going down uh, north to south, it's they got some Taj Mahal rest stops over there. That's all I'm going to say. It's like the Von Mar of rest stops on I-95. I was but impressed. I still want people in Kentucky to listen to me. There's, there's I cut through the Von Mar last night on the way to get the uh, Santa. Nothing better than a piano playing. Oh, listen. Very soothing. Eliza very much enjoyed the Christmas carols on the piano. Uh, last one for me before we get out of here. Reminder, we got you covered with play-by-play all day long. Uh, with that, uh, I was going to ask you, I've asked you about Shohei Atani, the Draymond Green situation. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on that? Suspended indefinitely. Right move. They, this had to happen a long time ago. This is the third time he's been ejected all year, and he's had this dirty he just, stuff for six or seven years now. He so keeps it's punching to, people, right? Yeah. Is that I don't pay attention to the NBA His at all. He keeps is, punching people, yeah, right? I sent you the stat it. that the play-in games were the highest ratings ever. They make the scoff. He's got no, no, he's got no, there, questions there, about there, analytics. There are some counter stats to that that it's not. It, I I don't but, think it did as the well. Stats aren't real. No, they're real, but they're not spectacular. I think they're. Yeah, I think there's a lot of spin he going on. He was trying on to do a joke there, and you took it and ran with it. I, I know, it was Seinfeld. But I, I think that there, I think that there's some spin. Of course there is. Reminder, coming up after us on 93.9 The Ville, Louisville and Pepperdine. Pre-game 1230 on 93.9 The Ville, ESPN Will Lap. Cardinals and 49ers, 4 o'clock right here on ESPN 680. Jags and Ravens on all sticks on ESPN 680, 105.7 and 93.9 The Ville. Louisville women's basketball Wednesday night against undefeated Washington, 7 o'clock. Hope you can join us at the Yum Center. We're on 93.9 for that as well. We'll have a show next week in some capacity. Ha- uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to everyone out there. And a happy, maybe Independence Day, Bill Pull. Pullman. He's 70. Talk to you in six months, Bill Pullman. Talk to you next week. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. 
When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at UPSJobsKY.com. That's UPSJobsKY.com. 